Peter Mullen joining us today. And uh, what's on the agenda for today, Peter? Um, today we're talking about the benefits of cultured and fermented foods. They're sort of getting a bit of a comeback lately. We thought we'd look at today, you know, on this show a few times, we've been talking about how important having healthy um, bacteria in our gut is. And interestingly, um, you know, there's a couple of options. You can take probiotics, and we always recommend if someone's had antibiotics to always take probiotics after. But interestingly, eating fermented foods, you can one serve of fermented foods, you can have 10 times or as many good bacteria as what you get in a whole bottle of probiotics. So if people are including fermented foods in their diet, they're going to have a much greater chance of maintaining that good good health. And that's a fairly natural way of, of getting them. Well, so, it was, a, yeah, originally a natural way of preserving food, yes. you know, often for many months at a time, I guess before refrigeration. Um, so and, apart from beer, there are some other foods. There are some other foods. <laughs> fermented. And, you know, one of the benefits of um, fermenting food is that it does um, obviously... Um, encourage the good bacteria, but it also preserves the food by producing lactic acid, which kills bad microorganisms. So it's sort of a self-generating, self-perpetual probiotic. Mm. So unfortunately, due to things like um, urbanization, change in lifestyle, shifting from traditional food habits to commercial fast foods and pasteurization, consumption of these traditional foods is in decline. So modern pickles and sauerkraut are made with vinegar instead of the traditional method of lacto-fermentation using salt. Um, things like bread and pasta are made with commercial yeast instead of being naturally leavened with wild yeast like sourdough. So that's one of the, the theories why um, you know gluten might be more of an issue these days in bread is the fact that we've gone away from these old processes of um, fermenting, using fermenting yeast, which would hopefully break down some of those harder to digest proteins to this quick fix, you know, make bread in you know, an hour, or raise bread in an hour, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all to do with the speed of processing things. The speed of processing uh, and... Required I, this. Mm. Yeah, and then the problem is with the speed of processing like that, then we have to add in your additives and preservatives to make sure the food doesn't go off, whereas fermented food doesn't go off because of the live culture. So we've sort of gone away from a much more healthful way of doing things to a faster, more modern, quick turnover and... um the problem is the more we have to do with food, the more chemicals we seem to have to add to make it make it last. Um, now, we are what we eat, or rather what we digest, absorb, and assimilate. So this is why fermenting is such a great way to boost your good bacteria. And if you think about it, we're all, all guilty of, you and I are all right, but everyone else may be guilty of excessively indulging in things like wheat, meat, dairy, alcohol, sugar, Coffee, tea. Now, has anyone got a tick list they can tick these things off and overly processed foods? All of these things cause an imbalance in our intestinal environment. And interestingly, a changing, changing, someone changing their diet from being a vegetarian, which has a lot of anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, probiotic, you know, if we do, were to do a stool test, if they change their diet to a meat-eating diet, within three days, the bacterial flora has changed to become pro-inflammatory, with species there that are pro-carcinogenic. So our gut flora can change quite quickly within a matter of a few days if our diet isn't what it should be. And that's quite a fast time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's amazing. We don't we forget about that. And then also we're not not to, you know, mention things like medications, mm. you know, um antibiotics particularly, um painkillers, um concerns about radiation from computer screens and microwaves, uh, accumulation of heavy metals. Um, and even things like, Jane, one of the things I 
get a little bit concerned about with with our gut flora. Like our gut flora has changed over the last hundred years quite considerably. And um, one of the concerns I have is if we're drinking water that's high levels of chlorine and other chemicals in it, you know, chlorine really is designed. Like we're so fortunate in Australia, in Newcastle, that we've got an awesome water supply, but the amount of chlorine maybe that has to go into that to sterilize the water, and then we're drinking that water, and we encourage people to drink a lot of water. So there's a lot of things to think about when we're thinking about um, looking after our good gut bugs. So that's that's why the the benefit of um, eating fermented food is such a such a great thing. Gut bacteria that really is important. The digestive system. How important is that for us, Peter? It's absolutely vital, Jane, and it's probably one of the um, biggest growing areas in natural health research today. There's a project in Canada, I think, called the Microbiome Project, and they're actually um, looking at genetically mapping because there's over a thousand different species of bacteria that live in our gut. And in fact, there's 10 times as many bacteria as what there are cells in our body. So, you know, one theory is that, you know, is it the bacteria living in us or is it us living on the bacteria? Which <laughs> is a scary nice thought. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the um, the most important roles that the good bacteria play is to keep us um, or to give us a strong, healthy, balanced immune system. And interestingly, you know, nearly 70% of our gut or our immune system is based around our gut. So if we've got unhappy gut bacteria, we're more prone towards things like um, uh, autoimmune conditions, you know, things like thyroid disorders, rheumatoid arthritis. Interestingly, they've found that um, subsets of children with autism have very similar gut flora and that their mothers had a similar gut flora and maybe their grandmother had a milder, though similar gut flora. So we're seeing this translational, generational translation because the gut flora is passed on from the mother to the baby through the birth process. Um, they found that certain people with MS, um, certain subsets of people with MS will have similar gut flora to each other. So gut flora really seems to be playing a critical role. And a, a great, a great um, study done where they took genetically fat mice and they took the, the poo from the fat mice. Now, what did they do? They had genetically fat mice and they had genetically skinny mice. They took the poo from the skinny mice and fed it to the fat mice, and the fat mice lost weight. Oh. <laughs> so I'm threatening that as a new health supplement at work, mm. but I, I don't think I'm going to get too many takers <laughs> for that one. So eating fermented food is a great way to do that. Um, and again, as I said, a small amount of fermented food twice a day can give you more probiotics than in a total bottle of um, probiotics. So it's interesting, isn't it, the, mm. that what we can get from our diet if we, if we prefer, the, prefer the food properly. Mm-hmm. So uh, are we uh, going on to look at some of those yeah, well, let's, and some let's, of the reasons? Yeah, let's talk about some of the wonderful health benefits that can be achieved by consuming cultured and fermented foods. And if anyone's interested, we do have a, um, a free talk and demonstration on fermenting on tonight. And if anyone's keen, they can contact our, um, get on our website or they can actually phone the office. Um, so fermenting foods improve digestion and help you absorb nutrients. And in some respects... When you, when you ferment a food, it, it partially breaks it down. It's partially digesting it. So things like fermented, um, like yogurts. Um, tonight, I think Kate's going to be doing a cashew and coconut cream, cashew and coconut yogurt, which is simple as, like from what she's saying anyway, very simple to make. So when you have something like that, the probiotics or the bacteria starter that you add in, it actually starts to break down the proteins. And so you get less problems with food allergy and food intolerance particularly. Um, 
They optimize your immune system. We've talked about that. That the they have a calming good bacteria have a calming effect on on your whole gut health, um, as well as having an anti-inflammatory potential. And interestingly, one of the um, big areas of research is that in these thousand or thousand different strains of bacteria that we find in the gut, they're finding that the different species have different potentials as well. And there's a, a potential or a brand of or a, a strain of bacteria called um, Lactobacillus rhamnosus or LGG. And it's been shown, shown to be particularly effective for people with atopy, which is a, eczema, asthma, and allergy. Now, interestingly, they did a, a study a couple of years back now where they combined, for people that have peanut allergies, they found if they combined the probiotic and the desensitizing um, injections, they got a much lo- longer effect in reducing that allergy than just doing the desensitizing alone. So um, so they work with allergies. There's another strain that we use called um, Plantarum um, something or other. I always forget the, the second names. And it's particularly good for conditions like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, or where there's an inflammatory process in the bowel. So um, not only are we seeing that a healthy gut flora has got this potential, but that the individual bacteria can play a role as well. Mm. Now, they are also a detox all on their own. You know, everyone's on these days about detoxing and clean eating, but fermented foods are some of the best chelators available. Um, And what that means is that they're very potent detoxifiers, capable of drawing out a wide range of toxins and even things like heavy metals. So does that mean after a big night out, we should all have sauerkraut for breakfast? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and beer. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had the beer probably the night before. So the sauerkraut. Balances. We're, we're thinking German here, aren't we? <laughs> well, the Koreans, of course, do wonderful things with pickled cabbage too. With yeah, their absolutely. With yeah. the kimchi. Yeah. But again, sort of, I only sort of came across that, that concept recently that like a lot of our current or common fermented, like, Pickly stuff is probably made with the vinegar. It's not with this traditional method. And even with um, another example of that is things like I often recommend to my patients a lot of um, apple cider vinegar. But what's important if you're using apple cider vinegar to stimulate your digestion and feed your good bacteria, you need to use one that is um, um, has been fermented, that it does have a, a, a residue in the bottom of it. So not not the distilled type. We're taking your calls for health and well-being with Peter Mullen today. And Anne has rung in from Mount Hutton. Hello, Anne. Hello, Jane. Hello, Hello Anne. Hello, Peter. I just need to know about the, the difference between the fermented foods. I missed it, actually. Yep, sure. So with fermented foods, they're fermented using live cultures. So say, for instance, things like um, sauerkraut can be made using, like as Jane was talking about, like a vinegar which sort of fast-tracks things, or the traditional method using salt and um, live bacteria. So fermenting is where you actually, you know, and you can ferment basically anything, Jane. You can ferment any vegetable, nuts and seeds, coconut yogurt, cashew cream. Um, You know, we were talking about the Koreans. They they make kimchi, which is a fermented cabbage. So, yeah, so fermenting is a really quite an easy process to do. Um, Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. And did you have a question about the yes. Yukult? Yeah, Yukult and probiotics. Yes. Yep. So probiotics. Is helping. Probiotics are very beneficial, um, and what we've what we're sort of discovering is that there's far more probiotics in eating eating um, your fermented foods. But specific strains of probiotics can be very beneficial for helping with um, gut health generally, 
and particularly if there's sort of immune conditions related as well. Yakult, unfortunately, I sort of think of more as a dairy dessert. So I don't think that you'd get the same quality probiotics from something like that as you would from like a capsule of a good quality probiotic or from these fermented foods. So a capsule would be better? Absolutely, oh, in, okay. my, in my opinion. Okay. Thanks for your call, Anne, and I hope that answers your question. So, Peter, we're talking about the benefits of um, properly fermented foods and how it helps you. Uh, yeah, we were talking about before the break about um, how they really help from a detox point of view, even drawing out things like um, heavy metals, um, that they improve your digestion. And part of the reason is that fermented foods colonize your gut with a wide range of different strains of beneficial bacteria leading to improved digestion. And again, all those wonderful immune benefits. Um, cultured or fermented foods are rich in enzymes, which again help with digestion and absorption. Um, as you age, your body supply of enzymes go down. So eating more fermented foods will help you. Like We sort of forget that. Unfortunately, at 50, it's normal to have half the stomach acid we had when we were 20. So ideally at 50, we shouldn't be eating the foods we had when we were younger, including some fermented foods. If you're having um, steak if you have or, or meat of some description, if you have some fermented sauerkraut or cabbage with that meal, it will actually help you to break that meat down better at, at our less than 20-year-old age now. So, you know, having fermented foods with harder-to-digest food will be beneficial. Um, increases the nutritional value of, of the food because you are, you know, helping to boost the digestion of your proteins, carbs, and fats. And really good for things like... Um, um, too much or too little stomach acid. A lot of patients I see come in saying that, you know, I've got this problem, I've got too much, my doctor's told me I've got too much acid in my stomach, I need to take Nexium. And unfortunately at 50, it's very, very rare I would see someone with too much stomach acid. I might see them with have it, with a, a valve problem is a more likely problem where the, the stomach's not shutting off and what acid they have is getting back up and burning their esophagus. But fermented foods, like a small amount of fermented food before your meal, can really help to balance acid, uh, under acid or over acid stomach as well. So no sauerkraut before dinner? <laughs> oh, no sauerkraut before, a small pinch of sauerkraut before a meal would be great. Right. Uh, do you have to ferment it yourself or can you find it already fermented? Uh, you can find it. There's, there's brands available that do do the, the fermenting. Right. But um, uh, my wife last weekend, I think, got some um, fermented... Uh, kefir, I think it is, some kefir grains from the um, some markets. Mm. And that came with instructions on how to, once you've drunk the, the liquid, which was beautiful, it tasted like almost like ginger beer, and it would be awesome for kids. So there's some good things like kombucha and kefir that you can make up for kids that taste like a soft drink almost. And you can manipulate the amount of sugar so they're not too sweet, but it's a great way of kids drinking their probiotics. So Dana bought that home, and we've just been washing the washing it out once we've used it all and resetting it and it's just it's basically self-perpetuating so it's not not difficult at all so fermented foods rule (laughs) fermented foods rule if you want to have good gut health um, then fermented foods are definitely a must to a new rfm's health and well-being with peter mullen thank you very much and you'll be back next tuesday up to the midday news with more from the world of health and well-being